Perfection in spite of self-perception. Abba Father, in his incredible grace and mercy, imparted this revelation to my soul while my imagination about my identity was in a state of turmoil. If you have been following this blog from the beginning, you will recall this is my journey. And every journey has its challenges in the in-between. On this particular part of the journey, I had been having a pretty hard many of days. And my thought process was not so focused on the things of the spirit in a good way. My imagination was being corrupted by the issues of life troubling my heart. So once again in the bathroom, I began confessing my fears and doubts to Jehovah. This particular instance, I was feeling like a failure as a father and the bloodline iniquities I have passed down to my children is due to my agreement through practicing rebellion against God and then having children before being freed of those sins. Regardless of all that, I was once again amazed with how beautiful a thing Adonai keeps doing for this soul of mine. To speak to me through the darkness, clouding my thoughts, reminding me of my identity in him. He did not even respond to my confessions in a way that I thought he would. I'm truly very glad for the decision to let Yeshua sit upon the throne of my heart, all of my being really, and the kingdom of heaven that is within me. Jesus spoke this from his throne. You are perfect. I have made you perfect. For I am perfect. Because I needed understanding, my rabbi Yeshua began to teach me. He began talking to me about Noah. Adonai asked me, what did I say about Noah? From the deep, I knew this as we have discussed this a few times. But it is well to follow Ezekiel and respond, you know, Lord. So we journey to Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 to 9. And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took to them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, but that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. There are so many revelations in what I just read, but this post would be too long to go through them all. So we will stick to the point. Here is what Abba was referring to concerning Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. So all of that is Genesis 
chapter 6, verses 1 to 9. This is what Jesus was highlighting to me, that to God, Noah being just meant Noah kept the commandments written in Noah's heart. This was what Paul was referring to in Romans chapter 1, verses 17 and 19. For in it, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that is, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. But the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, but God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. And God labeled Noah as perfect. Why? Because Noah walked with God. So this is what was revealed to me in all of this. Noah, even though a fallen man, yet because he walked with God as Adam walked with God in the garden, and as Enoch walked with God and was raptured, Noah was labeled as righteous and perfect by God. God has revealed to me what walking with him means. To walk with God is to have faith in him, trust him, surrender to him completely, not trusting in anything carnal any longer, becoming reckless in one's faith in God and willing to give up all just to walk with Jesus. That even when you see the whole world falling away from God, everyone doing their own thing, all that seems right to them, you keep walking with Yeshua. In a sense, Noah, by walking with God, Noah was already a disciple of Jesus, even though Jesus was not yet born on the earth. Listen to what Jesus says to the rich man in Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 to 22, about being righteous and how to obtain God's label of perfection. Now and behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young men said to him, all these things I have kept from my youth, what do I still lack? Let's stop here for a second. This guy was righteous as he had followed all the laws that had been presented to him from his youth until that point. For following the laws of God religiously does label one as righteous, but not perfect. Listen to what Rabbi Yeshua says during his first recorded sermon on the Mount. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, till heaven and earth pass away, one jot or one tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so 
shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say to you, that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 to 20. I believe many Christians have really stumbled because of this scripture. I have been one of those people, and it was not until Rabbi Yeshua began teaching me his word through his Holy Spirit concerning my identity in Christ that I began obtaining understanding. I did not know what Jesus was saying here. Did this scripture mean I am not going to heaven because I am not righteous? How could I possibly obtain righteousness like this? At the time I had a question like these, I could barely memorize scripture. The Pharisees were indeed righteous as they followed the laws and the prophets religiously and knew the laws by heart from their youth. However, just because someone has head knowledge of God's word and have every Bible verse memorized does not mean that person is walking with Jesus. But what about Matthew chapter 5, verses 48? Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. Ah, yeah. How are we going to get to heaven now? This is impossible. And Jesus says, with God, all things are possible. Now, going back to Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 to 22, Jesus talking to the rich man. Jesus says to the rich man concerning becoming perfect like God, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 to 22. The focus here was not really about giving away your earthly possessions, but the willingness to do so, because the desire to walk with Jesus is worth more. Jesus was connecting the scripture to the ancient patriarchs, men like Seth, when men begin to call on the name of the Lord, Noah, Abraham, Job, who God labeled as righteous and perfect even before Jesus' physical arrival on the earth. Men who sinned had thoughts that were not always benevolent and hearts filled with issues corrupting their imaginations. People like me and like you. These men, because of their faith in God, God labeled them as righteous, perfect, so how much more us who have the living God and his kingdom actually in us? Besides Enoch, who was raptured, every one of these ancient, perfect and righteous men still went to hell. Imagine that. However, a part of hell that was not associated with torment and only housed those labeled perfect and righteous by God. After his death, Jesus went to hell for three days and got his perfect, righteous people out, taking them to the Father with him. But we who are now not just walking with Jesus, 
but Jesus is walking through us, will never see hell. He has made us righteous. He has made us perfect. In spite of my self-perception to God the Father, because of Jesus, I am righteous and perfect. As a man, I can never be a woman, no matter how hard I try. I can dress like one. I can get the surgeries and look amazing as a woman. Who am I kidding? I would make one ugly woman. I am much better looking as a man, as I should be. (laughs) I am digressing again. Anyway, I can go through the works to be a woman, but I will never be one. All of this is behavior based on a false persona, identity I believe about myself. That is the same for what Jesus has done for us. I am in Christ and Christ is in me. My true identity is one of my righteousness and perfection. No matter what I have done or try to do to alter it, I am not my behavior. It is not the truth of who I am. I may play in the mud, but I am no less a king. What I am and what others may see is a king in the mud. The church has erroneously taught the people that the reason they fall short is because no one is perfect. Well, I am telling you now that is a lie. The reason we fall short is because we have been convinced for years that we are not perfect. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What happens when that man begins to think of himself as he really is? I am not a liar. I am perfect. I am not a thief. I am perfect. I am not a fornicator, a cheater, a homosexual, a pedophile. I am perfect. I am not a hater, a murderer. I am perfect. The list goes on and on. Whatever you have been professing over yourself, about yourself, whatever our enemy Satan and his angels and demons have convinced you about yourself, Those evil spiritual beings cannot change what they are, and they are liars. They have convinced even the children of God to believe their lies, accept their identity instead of God's identity of perfection, which is not earned at all, but given as a free gift through Jesus. Incredible. We must no longer allow ourselves to be convinced to match our behavior. Instead, we must command our behavior to match us, our true identity of perfection in Christ. This is the prayer that Jesus, the Word of God, prayed for me and all of you who have chosen to call him Lord. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me and the glory which you gave me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, in him. Jesus, 
and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. John chapter 17, verses 20 to 23. I believe all of this for Jesus has said it. To deny it would be to deny myself. So now I cannot look at myself the same way. The times I have looked into the mirror and has such disdain for myself, screaming out how I hate myself because of my behavior, lack of self-control, powerlessness, and weakness. Not realizing Jesus was looking through my eyes, telling me how much he loves me. He adores me. To him, I am perfect. To him, so are you. That's why all who have called on the name of Jesus, accepting him as Lord, has gained this favor. That I look upon each of you as vessels of Jesus the Christ. Therefore, my interaction with you should be as such. Please forgive me if my behavior in the past or future says otherwise. There are still tears being pulled out of me. And for those who have not accepted Jesus as Lord, I love you with the love of Christ. That's why I do this. And I am praying for you. For Jesus is praying for you.